0: Welcome to Ex Libris On Air, and the stories behind the stories of today's literature and their authors. Greetings for Ex Libris On Air. This is Jay Douglas Barker. The book has an interesting title and a fascinating author. The title of the book is Forward to the Future. Remember that movie, Back to the Future. This one is Forward to the Future. And the author who joins me from Canada is Hendrik Sven Weiler. Thank you, sir, for joining me today.
1: Well, thank you for calling me.
0: My pleasure. The back of your book certainly gives a a fascinating overview of your personal history Uh, It says that you were a former refugee. You were stateless for decades, and you had a very wealthy family at some point in your life, and it was lost during the war. You escaped by flimsy boats. You've had a public career following public and private sectors, covering a mix of scientific research, computer services, investment trade, marketing, diplomacy, and funding aboriginal businesses. Sounds like you're a hyper-individual. You've traveled over 70 countries, lived in 10 countries, multilingual. You have a wealth of experience, it, it outlines on the back of your book. This one, titled Forward to the Future, tell me how it got written, or what was the purpose in sharing the details that are in it?
1: Well, the, th- the thing is, Jay, um, I, I do a lot of, uh, lot of uh, reading, extensive reading, and my f- favorite reading uh, is History and Politics and Economics. I uh, I probably read about uh, three books a week. Wow! And uh, that uh, that's because I enjoy uh, enjoy reading it, and I probably spend too much money on on books and things of this nature, and they <laughs> pile up on shelves and so on and so forth. So I give them away and and, and sell them. Yes. What What happened, uh, Jay, is, is that uh, in the last couple of years, especially? Uh, I had come to the sort of viewpoint or conclusion that the sort of political, economic, uh, military system that we have here in uh, North America and also in in the West uh, was uh, dysfunctional and not providing what it could, in terms of maximum benefit to the maximum number of people. Right. I mean, all we need to do is, is look look at uh, Zuckerberg and various other uh, bil- billionaires who, are, who who have so much money they couldn't possibly spend it, even if you spent uh, millions of dollars a day, and yet there are millions of other people going hungry, getting a poor or no education uh, at all. And uh, whenever the whole I- economy increases, and new wealth flows into the country. It flows into very, very few hands. True. And I, I uh, uh, felt that it was more and more sort of uh, damaging and and wrong, and surely. Uh, Economic growth should be more widely dispersed so that people can live comfortably. Uh, Believe it or not, after the Second World War, when I was in Sweden, we had uh, free medical care and uh, and, uh, free education. Mm. (laughs) Just think how long ago that was. That was a long time ago. And it's possible to... Uh, to do that uh, but it, it takes uh, political will especially an orga- organization and uh, and uh, country like Sweden or Denmark or Finland or Norway they don't spend tons of money on uh, the military and go uh, send their military all over the world and and uh, things of this nature which and to me, a military is a waste of money because I lived through a war and I know what it is.
0: Yes, well, it's a comp- it, it's a complicated a complicated uh, topic not a topic but uh, to- issue to to deal with. Your book uh, obviously is tackling some very complicated and uh, socioeconomic uh, issues. Uh, these countries you mentioned are not really socialistic. They're socialistic uh, to some degree, but not really. Socialism is not what drives that economy. Uh, there are some higher taxes and some other things that offset it. Uh, how how did you approach that aspect of uh, of uh, going forward in the future?
1: Well, I, I looked at it from the from the point of view is, is that one one of the things that uh, that has happened is that when you really look at the the, the way politics is uh, sort of run in the uh, uh, sort of Anglo-Saxon countries. It's uh, mostly controlled by money. Mm-hmm. Uh, just think of what it's like in uh, uh, the U- uh, U.S. And states like Texas and so on and so forth. If you don't have lots of money, uh, t- trying to get elected is, is uh, virtually impossible. Right. Now, the thing is, of course, uh, the old saying, "He who pays the piper calls the tune." So, wh- what do all of these lobbyists and um, uh, people who su- support the various politicians? They want something in return, and what they get in return, or is a tax regime where they can sort of skate away with paying very little. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you have uh, the uh, head of uh, one of the billionaires, billionaires uh, is who uh, owned Hathaway, Berkshire Hathaway, Yes. pointed out that he paid less in taxes as a billionaire than his secretary did. Now, that's really, when you think about it, quite amazing. Yes. And in my way of thinking quite unfair
0: there there are some complicated issues for for, for sure i uh, i happen to be on the lower economic uh, scale so i don't worry too much about having to overpay but i've had uh, years where for example in i live in texas and in uh, home uh, insurance, not home insurance home insurance, and in taxes related to home uh, home coverage, uh, they kept escalating every year and at one point, I did own two homes they weren't big and luxurious, but my taxes were just off the charts and i couldn't uh, find a way to 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 stop the increases so it is a problem uh, when you when you do have a measure of success if you want to call it that owning a couple of houses sounds pretty big deal but when you have that in your history and in your your present day living and then can't afford to keep it uh it really does uh, make a challenge for those who are not in the pipeline to receive a large income from whatever source
1: uh, I I can certainly relate to that but keep in mind that your your taxes are high because there's a lot of people uh, with earning big bucks who are not paying any taxes at all, so you have mm. to make up the difference.
2: Right, right. So,
1: uh, sorry to say, and one of the things I proposed uh, was a was a very simple change to uh, corporate uh, uh, taxes, uh, and that is not to tax the profits. Because these, the way they sort of hide and skate the profits to tax havens and stuff like that, but tax the revenue. Hmm. Very simple and straightforward. You don't need all of these lobbyists and accountants and the financial engineers and so on and so forth. Simply take maybe two or three percent of uh, whatever the revenue is in whatever state, and this. It catches everybody, including internet companies.
2: Incredible. They have
1: no presence at all in a a country, but they have big sales. Yes. So they don't get taxed in that country. Mm. But yet uh, uh, all of these internet companies use, and all companies actually use, government services on a daily basis because, after all, there's a defense department, there's police, there's airports, roads, bridges, and so on and so forth. And these are all paid by taxes. By not paying taxes, they get to use all this for free. But isn't that sort of like welfare?
0: It is. It is uh, corporate welfare from what you're describing. Now, let me ask you this question, because government is what government is. It loves to get get us mired in the mud with uh, taxes <laughs> and, and, and with uh, legislation and this and that. Just recently in the United States, and we're recording this in 2000, well, 2021 exactly, but it was 2020 or so, they had a, a, a big, uh, you know, help, help the, the, the folks in the uh, countryside with a, a token amount of $600. Well, that could have been written on one page. Instead, it came out as, a five thousand and five hundred and and some pages of a bunch of pork and junk in there, and and to 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 rein these uh, administrative people in is a really complicated issue. Do you address that in your in your book?
1: Uh, well, I, I in a in a way I do, but in a way I don't, because I sort of look at it this way: is that doing. Trying to do things in a in a piecemeal fashion uh, we're we're past that stage where this is going to work right where we uh, adjust a little bit here and uh, adjust a little bit there and trim here and then trim there and add here and add there but what I, what I'm saying is that uh, like in the uh, case of the corporate taxes where I suggest uh, governments tax the revenue. This is very straightforward because governments or companies, sorry, uh, have to report uh, what their what their river revenue is, and yes. that makes it very straightforward uh, for a taxation basis. Because you you look at one number multiplied by the percent uh, that you, you tax them, done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't you don't need bills with uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages you to do that.
0: I agree with that. That would be a, a utopian uh, outlook on life. How long did it take to complete your work, your book?
1: It took me about a month of fairly intense writing. and wow. uh, uh, its uh, I, I i had a lot of this already in my head, and I, I make copious notes and things of this nature, and I refer to books and post stuff uh, on, on the internet and Wikipedia and, and all sorts of sources like that. So I simply sat down and started in the beginning and wrote and wrote and wrote. And I have to admit, uh, in uh, looking back uh, on what I did, uh, I had a general plan, but what, what you read in the book is pretty well what I wrote with minimal amount of editing
0: incredible well as a as a, a voracious reader and uh, certainly it sounds as though you are an individual that's able to retain uh, when i read something i have to uh, go back and reread it in order to retain it uh, in fact i tell people that i need to look at my laundry tags to remember who i am half the time uh, yeah. what, what did you you mentioned COVID 19 the impact that's had on the world economy what is your evaluation of that
1: My uh, my evaluation of that is is that humans uh, have come throughout history at various times against some really serious crises. Yes. If if you uh, uh, we think of a big plague as back in 1348 in the Black Death, where Europe lost about oh about third. Of its population, and the whole village has simply disappeared. Right. People, di- people died. We we have had major wars like First World War and Second uh, and Second World War with massive destruction. the The time uh, when you when you have these sorts of crises is a time when I feel we should sit back and and think. All right. This is what has happened. How can we use this crisis usefully to design something that is going to be better for our future? That's why I call it forward to the future. Excellent. Uh, the, let's not look back at what, what we had. Let's look forward and really design something <laughs> to be in the way we want it to be that would fit better for us rather than trying to sort of fiddle with what we had before and make small adjustments here and there and everything else like that and get stuck in all, all these uh, political bills with 1,000 pages and things of this nature mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that.
0: Excellent. And um... I,
1: I realize that it sounds utopian, and, uh, and I, have, I have had people already uh, comment on that, but the fact of the matter is that things can happen when you look at them in a big way and all right in a utopian way when you think about franklin roosevelt uh where all the sort of vision that, at that point which was also a major uh, crisis that people were suggesting uh, all all sorts of fixes to the capitalist uh, system of the time but he came along and sort of upended it and stepped in and used the state to basically do very, very useful things. Uh, you had you a lot of your internet and artwork and you have libraries and bridges and roads and things of this nature which were all built that way and it did two things. It built all sorts of facilities that were very useful to everybody Number one and number two, it provided employment. And all right, you uh, uh, the U.S. ran deficits and everything else at like that. But what are we doing right now? <laughs> we're running deficits.
2: Mm-hmm. True.
1: And and we're not we're not really changing uh, our economic or political system in any any way. And it just sort of. Limps and shambles along, and and uh, you 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 have had a very interesting uh, uh, issue that happened in Washington just <laughs> just uh, yesterday, where uh, you basically had what the French had in 1789 when the revolution started. Mm-hmm. The, the common people stormed political center, and that's that's what happened. And there you have it. Now with a rather how should i call it messy and dangerous situations
0: i agree with that for for certain and many people do you have recapped the contents of your book on the front cover which i think is uh, beautifully put uh, from crisis can come the opportunity to take a forward direction leaving our present dysfunctional political economic military and social systems behind and create a new far better future for us this is how it can be done and that is uh, recapping the title of your book forward to the future The book again is uh, only 140 pages so not a, a difficult read but uh, filled with uh, a lot of insight and a lot of detail that certainly should stimulate the thinking of an open-minded person my guest author Hendrik sven weiler sir where do we get copies of this
1: well, you can buy it on Amazon and Ex Libris, uh, which uh, published the book, you can buy it for them. But you can you can buy it on Amazon. Pull it up under the author's name, Hendricks van Weiler, and it pops
0: up. Okay, and Weiler spelled W E I L E R. And sir, you mentioned that you do some conversations or have some opinions that show up online. Do you have a website, sir?
1: I I have a website, but I have to be, uh, have to admit I'm an internet nerd. <laughs> I have a website that needs to be designed and I suspect that I will have to go and get somebody to do the designing for me and and get it working it has it has the same uh, uh, title,
0: forwardtothefuture.com. Forwardtothefuture.com. All right, they can check in with you there and also do a search under your name from what you're telling me and uh, the passion I hear in your voice about your love for reading and history. There probably will be a follow-up book of some type in the near future. So they can do a search under that, Hendrik, H-E-N-D-R-I-K, Sven, S V E N and Weiler, W-E-I-L-E-R, they can do that and find out about this book and other activities that you are engaged in. Thank you, sir, for joining me and sharing your story.
1: Well, thank you, Jay, very much.
0: My pleasure, sir.
1: thoroughly enjoyed talking with you.
0: Excellent. For Ex Libris On Air, this is Jay Douglas Barker.